Haggai chapter 1 shows us what happens whenever we put aside the priority of the Lord and focus instead on personal improvement. It's never enough. It's all a distraction. When we're not centering in the presence of the Lord and abiding in Him, the more that we improve, the more we find things to improve. The more we fix, the more breaks. As we patch up one hole in our shirt, another part of the shirt is ripping apart. This never ends when we're not putting God first and we're neglecting the call of the Lord. And what the Lord would have us do is instead of patching ourselves up, just release ourselves to the healer who can make us whole in a moment. This word from Haggai comes in 520 BC. This is the second year of King Darius. It's 18 years after King Cyrus in the book of uh, Ezra gives this blank check to the exiles to come back and build the house. Now they had this initial push of motivation to build the house, but then they faced opposition resistance and they stopped. It's been about a decade of the house just lying there in ruins. And what have they been doing this whole time? They're not working on the house of the Lord. They're not responding to the call of God. What are they doing instead? They're working on themselves. So the Lord comes through the prophet Haggai and speaks in verse two. Thus says the Lord of hosts, these people say that time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Okay, this is how we know we're pushing off the voice of the Spirit. When we tell the Lord, the time has not yet come. God, the time has not yet come for me to be fully devoted in prayer. I've got toddlers, and when they grow up, then I'll really have some quiet in the morning and pray. When you do that, you find when they grow up that you're telling God, well, the time isn't now, it's when they go off to college. They go off to college, the time isn't now, it's when you know I get a little bit older. The time isn't now, it's when I get really older and have a lot of space. And then you go your whole life telling Jesus the time has not yet come. It's the same with putting off communion with God because of our vocation or our busy season, our career, or telling God that we, we're not going to obey him yet in purity and holiness because we're in this relationship. But when we get married, then we're going to really obey him. The time has not yet come. Then I'm going to give myself to you fully, Jesus. Whenever we're telling God the time has not yet come, it's a matter of priority. We're putting ourselves, working on ourselves, beautifying our life instead of seeking the Lord in this kingdom. And it only leads to decay. He says in verse four, is it a time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? The Lord is essentially saying, you're telling me the time has not yet come, but you're finding time for other things. You're finding time for what you actually care about. We should never say, I don't have time for the Lord. I don't have time to obey the Lord. I don't have time for prayer. We make time for what matters to our hearts. And for Israel in this moment, they were making time for beautifying, improving, fixing their own houses while God's house lied in ruins. And so what he comes to them and says, consider your ways. Think about it. You have sown much and harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does so to put them into a bag with holes. This is what happens whenever we choose self-improvement. When we turn aside from the call of God and we almost imagine your, your life as a house. It's like living your life, walking through this house and you just see, okay, that screw needs to be fixed. That door needs to be fixed. All right. I need to replace those counters. And our mind goes purely to self-improvement before going to the Lord. Whenever that happens, it's just more things need to be fixed. We sow much, but we harvest little. We put on clothes, but we're never really warm. We earn a bunch of wages, but we put them in pockets with holes. And as we try to fix our life, we find that with every hole that we patch, there's another hole being created at the same time. Wholeness, healing is not going to come through fixing ourselves. And it always feels like we're one step of self-improvement away from that deep, breath, that relief, that sigh of satisfaction, but it never comes. What's needed is a shift in our inattention. And this is what the Lord brings to the people in verse seven. Consider your ways. 
If not for divine intervention, I think all of us, all of us would go decades doing the same things in the same way, seeking a satisfaction that never comes. And instead what the Lord comes, he says, think about it. Would you mind trying something else? Would you potentially think about giving your heart in a different direction? What do you think about putting your attention somewhere else? Verse eight, go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. Because look, you looked for much and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why? Because of the Lord of hosts, because of my house that lies in ruins, while each of you busies himself with his own house. As long as we busy ourselves with our own house, with our own priorities, what we're telling God is what actually matters more than what he's telling us to do. As long as we live in that place, we look, we're going to look for much, but we're going to find that it comes to little. It's never going to satisfy. So Joshua and Zerubbabel, they heed the word of the Lord. And we find this comforting line that comes right after they heed the word of the Lord. The spirit stirs them up and they start to build again. Verse 13, then Haggai, the messenger of the Lord, spoke to the people with the Lord's message. I am with you, declares the Lord. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. This is what happens. Oh, it's happened for me so many times when I go astray and in sin and in prioritizing my own self-improvement. I come back to Jesus and I just say, I'm so spent with fixing myself, with patching up my own holes because I always think, I always get deceived into thinking, I've just got one hole left, Lord. Let me just fix this one last hole. But as I'm fixing it, another one appears. And I, I come to the Lord spent, just telling him, I can't do it. I need you to do it. And as I go to the Lord in repentance, and instead of trying to fix myself and patch up all my holes, I release myself to the one who had holes in his hands and his feet, the one who was pierced for me. I come to the healer who can heal me in a moment with his blood that can do what I couldn't do in a century with self-improvement. He can do in a second through the blood. I come to him and I find that I am made whole. I find that all of my problems that I thought were so important are covered in a moment with the presence. This is the call from the Lord. Don't tell the Lord, I don't have time. No, you've been making time for something. And maybe the time is now to come and stop stop tinkering, fixing all the parts of your life, thinking that that's going to lead to satisfaction and release your life to the author the builder of your soul. And thanks for joining Livefull Daily. If you'd like to sign up to receive the daily newsletter, go to livefull.org slash daily. And if you'd like to support Livefull Ministries, go to livefull.org slash give.